Hey, welcome everybody to Hold My Breath. Hello, breadheads. Gather around. It is time to join the gluten gang. It's time to carbo load. You are listening to Hold My Bread, the $7,877 podcast. Portfolios are down, but we are as well to talk all things finance, regulatory, valuation-based here on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you guys are listening to it. We're happy to have you here, and it's been a wild ride on my neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy. I mean, it's been a busy couple months. We are off last week, um, but we're back this week. What is going on with you, Joel? How are you doing? You're a little uh, busy these days. Well, I think all our listeners know. At the beginning of quarantine, I started going into the a further education. So I enrolled at the University of Michigan, taking online courses in an MBA with a little master's of finance built in. And hey, things are paying off for the big cat. I have been brought into the Illuminati. I have got an internship offer that I could not be more excited about starting June 1st for the fella. I told Maddie I'm going all in on it during those those uh those weeks i will be back but maybe our boy ari will be jumping in but it's been pretty exciting around here i'm overwhelmed a little burnt out but pretty cool yeah it is interesting to see uh it's like i guess a good benchmark of how long we've kind of been doing this but i do remember when you started you know beginning quarantine you were starting class now you got an internship it's great we love to see progress yeah, and like once I dip my toe into the water a little bit, because my, my idea was like my big picture idea is like, OK, by the end of quarantine, I'm going to get all my fucking little health things taken care of. And I did that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just change my life. I'm not going to work on a box truck anymore. Yesterday was my last day working on a box truck. And when you tell other people working on a box truck, they are not happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we've made this comparison before in this podcast, maybe, but it's a lot like uh, crabs. You know, you've heard about crabs. <laughs> crabs in a bucket. Crabs in a bucket. They pull each other down into the, into the water. They don't want each other to get out. So, yeah, that's what that's how the, the uh, box truck is uh, crab life, I think. But, you know, even in, if you were to listen to me on the early days of me doing this podcast, it would be talking about how... I love having financial conversations on the loading dock and I'm so heartened to hear it was yeah, as I went that through these conversations yesterday, people were so excited to talk about finance with me. All the dudes moving furniture and driving trucks knew what was going on in the market. And I was so thrilled about that. I think that's interesting, too, because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, people are just in general, I think, jerks and they wouldn't assume that people working on there's a stigma maybe that comes with working on a box truck. And I feel like people, especially people higher up in Wall Street, I don't think would would assume that people in that line of work would be in, into finance. But I really think it goes to show that, I mean, from the ground floor, like the people that are working on box trucks, they're, they got their ear to the ground as far as what's going on and what's moving around and what's not. So they have a unique insight. So I think it's, I, I agree. It's very interesting. It's very fun to hear. And I, and it's amazing. Cause I, I think you probably know this. I don't know that we've explicitly discussed it, but I think you're one member of a larger population. Like, you're kind of trading. I think a lot of people entered and went about a similar strategy 
about the same window because like a few of the guys I was talking to, like they had a path that was so much aligned with yours. Um, I, yeah, I believe that because I feel like when we first kind of started talking, um, you uh, you definitely said a few things. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but a few things stuck out to me where I was like, oh, that sounds like where I am or where I was or, you know, that's that's good to hear. And I think it's maybe people who like their interest started like between Amazon and Tesla. Mm hmm. And like they got on board there and like they just kind of rode these waves of like different valuation pumps and they got like some pretty radical ideas that were a little bit more egalitarian about how the market worked. And, you know, I really wonder what percentage of the people who joined Robinhood in the past three years or TD are your are you? Right. I Yeah, I agree. I think I'm part, I think, I mean, I'm a big part of, and maybe I'd like to believe that I'm one of the earlier people, but you know, there's always people ahead of you, but that did, uh, that, that jumped into this. And I mean, it is interesting to think that I have, I think we've talked about this on the podcast, but I feel like I, to see how much I have personally grown and how much we have learned as a podcast. I was just at a, a little comics get together and we were talking about finance and people were talking about how they're just getting into it and i was kind of they were asking about, about our podcast and i was like i think our early episodes are good because it's you know us learning about different aspects and i think now versus then i mean we still have a long way to go but it's interesting to see how far i have come personally and how far we have come as a podcast and definitely how far you've come i mean you're, you're you've got an internship as a finance job it's incredible well, it is in the marijuana industry and it is, you know, I always talk about like, you got to support things that align with your beliefs. And this company, you know, works against prison reform, works for prison reform. Not against <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. They do that in their business model. A percentage of all proceeds, they go directly to the last prisoner project. And like I had this third interview that turned into just like a two hour conversation. I really enjoyed big picture topics and I was so stoked and I woke up the next morning and it was April 20th and the company sent out, you know, a letter for the holiday, but also it brought attention to a lot of the causes and perspectives that are close to my heart. And when that happened, it's just like, okay, let's maybe just buy into this. So I've been in the process of just kind of streamlining my life, trying to get more efficient because Truth be told, I'm a little burnt out right now. I've done a little bit too much and I need to be a just getting to the next step rested, but I'm pretty excited by it. Yeah, it's great. And of course, I mean, it's easy to be burned out now, especially because, you know, you spent we spent all these last couple of weeks and months just in year a year, you know, dealing with everything. And now we're slow to getting back to normal but it's like getting back to normal or whatever the new normal is obviously is like that's exhausting in its own because you've gotten into such a rhythm in different ways and uh yeah it's just uh it's it's, it's exciting so yeah and you know i think as i've really kind of like worked hard to understand money my goals have changed like my goals from thinking about money are to no longer think about money mm -hmm. like because there is just kind of like okay so one of the first, like, what, what, what's the first concept that ever really struck you? Uh, as far as investing? No, no, anything. Oh, oh, I don't even, I mean, I don't even know. I honestly don't even know. So I, I had this teacher. He came, he was like, a, had a big rock and roll background. His name is Russ Gibb. 
Um, That's a rock he, and roll name. Yeah, yeah. No, he owned like a, a like a huge music venue in Detroit while he was a school teacher. He was the MC5's manager. Oh, I love the MC5. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he was their right-hand man. And like he was our teacher. And he created wow. this v- video program that was a just a way out for so many poor Rust Belt kids. And like... So one of his big pieces of advice was whatever other people are doing, do the opposite. People are wearing baggy jeans. You wear skinny jeans. And it's just like everyone wants this surplus of value right now. Everyone up to the world's richest man. All their energy is just going into multiplying market caps and really like daily machinations of like moving the needle of wealth on a worldwide scale and like. I'm going against that. I'm trying to value pure money less at this point. I'm trying to value just character because there does seem to be a dearth of character almost on a global scale. And if like the traits I'm after guide my journey, you know, there's no big deal with me making 8% a year. That's what I want to make. I want to be conservative. I want to, just kind of go on autopilot where I can be more engaged in the things that matter to me, where I just know how to set the table for my money in advance, where it doesn't have to be a thing I check in every day. It needs, cause like I loved making money on that Dogecoin pop, but it got to the point where Matt, I was checking it every 20 minutes. I couldn't do anything but check it. And it's just like, money's great. But if that's my life, what does the money mean? Right. I agree. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, and that's one of the things that I, don't, I think a lot of people don't realize when it comes to investing, especially newer investors where, you know, the, the, the swings, we've talked about the swings and all that stuff and constantly checking in. And it's like, that's a part of investing that I think a lot of people don't really take into account. You know, people here uh, investing and they talk about the, the money and the numbers, they get lost in that, but there's a psychological be- element to all this. And like you just said, I think you said perfectly is finding balance and not constantly checking and, and being able to be comfortable with 8% and all that stuff. I think that's very, very important. I think a lot of people that are new to investing don't even understand that. Cause it's no longer, people don't just buy Nikes. They buy Nikes and they think about Nikes all the time and they think about how they can make the most money they can off their Nikes. And people aren't just buying stocks and like giving their money to a 401k. They're trying to rig the system, get the most value, create this whole pump and dump thing to get everything immediately and then do it again on the next one. So it's just like, that's exhausting. Right. It's, I, whole, whole, it's hustle culture. Yeah. And it's making the people, it's a pyramid scheme in a lot of ways, just as like Nike made money from the redistribution, like... Everyone buying into Doge, everyone buying into Tesla. And it's just like to see Elon Musk go on SNL. Like, I love that opening, by the way. Miley Cyrus <laughs> killed that song yeah. so bad. And as far as the rest of the show goes, um, there's a reason he ma- the writers maybe had him lead off by talking about how he's maybe Spectrum adjacent. So yeah. <laughs> good for them. Yeah, I wonder who brought that up. Do you think he brought that up and he was like, we should talk about this? Or do you think they told him and he was like, oh my God, I am. You're right. Well, the thing about our life is we could find out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We can make a, we can send one text that asked somebody. And they'd probably yeah, like, oh. I run into Dan Licato while walking my dog every freaking day. <laughs> I'm going to ask that man. I wish I could have just watched Dan Licata meet Elon Musk. Oh, I would give everything I had to. How that happen? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that man. I haven't seen him in so long. That is great. I love that. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a you know the whole process the the whole like I said hustle culture is such a thing. It also makes everything feel like a scam. I know Elon. You talked about Doge. Elon called Doge a scam on SNL, and it tanked the the crypto for a couple of days. Um, so I I do think everything's a little bit of a scam in that people are trying to get in and get out and make money while they can. It definitely feels that way lately with everything in general. Uh, like you said, people don't just buy Nikes. They think about Nikes. Everyone looks at everything. Everyone is, I think, so far up their own ass that they look at like their Nike, like them buying Nikes. And this is coming from me, someone with, you know, I have a bunch of shoes, I have a bunch of Nikes, blah, blah, blah. But I think people look at having Nikes as like, I have a, this is my brand. Nikes are part of my brand. I'm invested in Nikes as a thing that I'm associated with. Um, even if people don't really do that to them and think about it everyone just wants to kill it no one wants to do okay look at the ipos that are hitting like mm -hmm. yeah I, get, I think like seven years ago the term unicorn started to be bandied around there were maybe 40 unicorns now there's like 700 unicorns and like <laughs> there's more coming all everyone wants is this unicorn and like doesn't that kind of remind you of like when hollywood released these superhero films and they broke box office records. They only want to make franchises. Uh -huh. They stopped making those like mid-tier films. And without Hollywood to fund those mid-tier films, they maybe took other routes to financing. They visited streaming services, all that jazz. And they found their audience. They anticipated consumer demand. And now these big studios that only wanted the biggest profits have to compete against a market that I think they kind of helped create. Yes, absolutely. Well, it goes and you the, the superhero thing is per a perfect example because it's just oversaturation. And I think that's what's happening. I'm still, you know, learning about crypto, but I keep seeing I check Reddit and I see all these crypto coins and there's new coins every other day and all these pump and dumps. And it's like this is exactly what's going on as far as the superhero movies, where it's just the oversaturation of People are trying to like that Shiba coin that came out um, and it was just blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. And then there was a huge sell off and it tanked and I haven't heard anyone talk about it. That's what I mean when I say it's a scam. I mean, this is people trying to make money quickly. Uh, it's so it's just so. And it's just like traditional valuation markets don't mean anything because it's about getting the perception to just be imposed on your product or whatever it is, even if, if it's crypto. And right. just that's where because you don't have to anticipate what consumers might want. You don't have to think about how to do things well. And like I'm talking on the loading dock yesterday and like. One of these guys, this little set builder who I've always thought was a kind of sweet man, shouts to Dave and he tells me, you know what? I looked at the price to earnings of sleep number bed and they're twice anywhere in the market. Is there a more sound investing strategy than a financially healthy <laughs> mattress company? I mean, people always need to sleep. No, no. Who buys sleep number beds? Old, Old people. people. We have a huge population that's the older population demographics are only going to get bigger and bigger. So the target like consumer for sleep number bed is going to increase by multiples over the next 20 to 30 years. They're financially sound. And if they can just adapt and really kind of stake their claim, find the channel partners to really optimize I kind of like investing in sleep. I don't think that's a bad idea at all either, especially with our generation and generations b b um, b coming up behind us or whatever. Have, they have such a high um, 
a high they hit they put, place such a quality a high premium that's what i'm looking for a high premium on quality self-care um all that kind of stuff so i think as we're going to be part of the generation that as we get older we're going to try and age we're going to try and age very great you know carefully you know we already are i mean look at all the cosmetics and stuff like that a bed is uh, i think that's a great idea I, I love that good observation yeah so i think it was kind of pretty shrewd analysis and it, i i was talking to this guy and like it's amazing because even other business students, like their view of the market was kind of sophisticated. Like the low point was, I think, um, one of the last days of the semester, we've gone through valuation markets and someone asked the professor, hey, I I found out, I heard that if you put $1,000 in the market at the beginning of quarantine, it'd be worth $7,000 now. It's just like, that statement means nothing. Right, right. Oh, wait, way to use those words. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, it's like a, that bullshit. But this, it's like clickbaity stuff where, um, you know, people are like, if you had invested X amount of dollars into Dogecoin at this point in time, like you can do that with anything. Like you can do, and I, that's the kind of thinking that ruins lives. A hundred percent, absolutely. It feeds into that the FOMO. It feeds into people wanting to make that quick buck. It feeds into the uh, the whole hustle culture of people being like if you had just done this then people feel like they're move they got to move quick because they're going to miss the next thing yeah and you know what i don't want to feel bad for making money that's just not a value system i have but um you know what more power to them a lot of people have made millions on that and i've just kind of started to value myself over ways I can make money. And I think that could be a difference in terms of attitude. I, I mean, I agree. I think it's great. It seems like you, I mean, I feel like you're in a, you sound like you're in a very good space with, uh, with everything. It sounds like you've, uh, I don't know. It's good. I like it. Like it, it felt really good to like that Dogecoin. It could have driven me so crazy. Cause I sold it all just cause I didn't want to think like that. Uh -huh. And then I, I thought like, hey, I haven't been thinking like that. I've been focused on the things I want to and my life's changed because I I stopped putting that energy there like a month ago, dude. It isn't just a coincidence that my life's been going good. I stopped gambling. I stopped buying individual stocks. I just put my energy on things that would change my material reality. And that's made a huge difference for my peace of mind. My body still feels like shit, but uh, my mind's been pretty good. Well, it sounds like you need to get yourself a sleep number bed. I might. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that's honestly, well, we, I think we mentioned this on the podcast uh, last time is the fact that like, I have kind of slacked a little bit as far as like diversifying my portfolio and, and looking into future plays because I've got such tunnel vision on Dogecoin I've got tunnel vision on GameStop right now. I've got tunnel vision a little bit on AMC right now. Um, and I think it is holding me back a little bit in that I, I'm only focused on those three things and they're all consuming at the moment. You know, I, I'm really, I am watching Doge closely. Um, a couple of days ago and it was dipping hard into the thirties. I, I, I went back in and bought some more and you know, it's, it's, it's not bad, but it's also like, I see, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying when you're like, you had to kind of step away. And my kind of thought process is like, well, hopefully I can make some money off this. Uh, and then eventually then I'll be able to reset and get back into, and I'll be able to use 
the money I make off it to help myself make make better and bigger investments down the line. Yeah, but it's also like when this when you get into this sort of dichotomy, the people in the market become predictable. Star Wars hit, then Star Wars toys hit. Oh, then we have the Indiana Jones franchise, <laughs> and then you know what? We had to trot out this Jurassic Park one that was huge, right? Will Smith started carrying it down for the mid '90s. Spider Man hit again, again, again. They knew how what these people were wanting and like if you bought one of them which you did with tesla these same consumers who bought a ticket to star wars in the 19 1977 they bought all of them and i do have to say matt you can't be mad you've kind of bought all of them yeah i mean hey they've worked out for me for the most part so i'm not going to complain and and they have and there might not be a downside of it because they're making profit on their end just as you're sitting there you love your Star Wars movies, you've you enjoy your Indiana Jones commemorative whip. I see you sitting over there with your Jurassic Park lunchbox, <laughs> and you had a good experience with all of these products, and so did the people putting them out. It's an ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. It's a win-win for everybody so far. So we'll see uh, until the pool gets too crowded, and we'll see what happens then. So hopefully, I'm not the one left standing. Uh, yeah, alone. yeah. And the, the ecosystem will change. There are some dark clouds on the horizon regarding Wall Street futures, regarding a lot of global conflict, and it's some pretty wild times all around. And it is kind of like naive, I think, to expect the value to just keep climbing forever. Yeah, I mean, people have been saying stocks only go up for too long uh, now. So, But it is interesting because there was a big jump in volatility over the last couple of days. I don't know if you noticed that at all, but we talked uh, – one of my first – that was my first real big win as far as um, – as far as money making in the stock market goes is was investing in the VIX and uh, I invested in the VIX probably five years ago. And I remember I paid my rent for a couple of uh, months off of um, off of the investment. It just happened to line up perfectly. I, I threw a little bit of money in there and then there was a big crash and the VIX shot up a ton and I was able to pay rent off that. So I did notice that um, that's, that, that's what you're talking about, the kind of black cloud. It's like there are you know things going on right now other than you know, like you said, the, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, there's oil stuff, there's gas prices, there's all these things that are contributing to... And, and the same things we're seeing with lumber right now, like, I think the global supply chains could come on to still wreak some havoc. I don't think we've even seen this full ramifications of the Suez. And also, we're going to talk about bumpiness in the road, like, if... I'm not sure what the corporate tax rate is at this point in time. I think it goes from 28 to 21 based on administration but if we see the next round of returns at a different tax rate you know that might have a, some big implications absolutely absolutely so um i do think it's you know uh I, that's the kind of thing too where it does make me i don't have as much skin in the market right now as far as like diversification goes so that does make me feel better but uh, I'm also, you know, not really planning too far ahead in the future as far as diversification goes either. So, yeah, and like just by virtue of my new job and by liking it, I might just go put everything in the MJ ETF, and it's just like, okay, buy the ticket, take the ride. If I'm going to be a part of, my, of this industry, I'll invest in this industry. I mean, support my life, buy into myself. I feel like that's a good way to do it. 
Yeah, of course, 100%. I mean, it kind of goes back to one of the things we've talked about this on this podcast and I've talked about to people in real life is it's like invest in things that you use, invest in things that people around you use, invest in markets you're involved in, invest in things you believe in. And I think that's that's the basis of, I think that's really the basis of investing for the most part is uh, noticing trends and things like that around you. I agree. Beautiful. Um well, what else is going on? I uh, let's see. I, I switched over my. Uh, it hasn't officially taken hold yet, but I'm switching my Robinhood account over to Fidelity. Finally, that feels good. Yeah, Fidelity's okay. I don't really know any of the other places. I know TD took too long for my money to clear, so that was my only negative experience with them. I called Fidelity. This is not an ad for Fidelity at all, but I called Fidelity and I talked to this guy on the phone, and he was the nicest person that I've talked to on uh, as far as customer service goes in a long time. Like he was so friendly. He was very efficient, very quick. Uh, and I was kind of, I made some jokes with him about like GameStop and I made some jokes with him about how Robin Hood sucks and how, how I'm sure he's had people switching over left and right. And he was loving it. He was just absolutely loving it. So I think you should, I would recommend, and this is the same recommendation. I will say that I told you to sell your doge during the monologue of SNL. You did. That's true. Which would have been the peak. Yeah, that which was, yeah, it peaked at like 75, 76 cents. So you were right about that. Cause, yeah, because there was a window right there. As soon as he showed his mother, it went down. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Doge user base saw Elon be nice to his mom and was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, if, if, if There's another play that I really like, though, and I like, I'm not in a position to do it because I've been doing it for too long. But I mean, you'll be in a robo advisor at some point in your life, right? A hundred percent set aside like 25 to like a third and wait for the next cataclysm. And that's when you start your robo advisor account. I think that's my plan. I think my plan, and I think that's been my plan. I, not that I want to bet on the collapse of the market, but um, I think my plan over the last couple of months has been, I'm going to write out the, the plays I have right now Um and I'm going to take the money I initially made off GameStop and I'm going to wait for this this big dip that's going to happen. And that's what I'm going to get going to get back in. I think that was initially my plan. Originally, you know, I made that money off GameStop in January and my plan was like, I'm not going to get in heavy into the market until uh, things kind of uh, cool off. And that cooling off never really ha hadn't really happened yet. So I, th I think it will be my plan once things once the mother of all squeezes happens and um, the market crashes, then I will be uh, robo advising and dumping my millions of dollars hopefully in into my robo advisor just leave a leave ten thousand fifteen thousand i know you have it you don't need to play if you play with all of it you can't do it if you just yeah. <laughs> just leave a little bit out right do not play with all of it because everyone in your life it keeps saying matt's matt's gonna play with all of it and i'm telling you Derek, Derek, gonna laugh if you if you play with all of it. You don't have it. You've been too lucky for too long, and we've <laughs> talked about this. I know it's crazy. I had a moment a couple of like months ago where I was like, "Wow!" Like I was winning. I was like, "Well, it was back when I was even in Indiana, where I was like hitting on all these parlays. I was winning. I was winning all these bets I'm making on like on actual sports. I'm I'm pulling off shit in the market. I don't know what I've done, but it's nice to finally get some wins under my belt. So I think you're right, though. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop any day now. Yeah, I mean, but that's why you you keep a little bit out. If 
if you put it all in, I will be furious. Yeah, definitely. No, I will not. I won't do that. Definitely not. So, but I, I do, I did think about, there was a part of me that was like, I should have sold my doge when you said, but I mean, I'm just, I'm like a long-term, it's almost like a curse. Cause like, I'm definitely going to hold it long-term. I think every day it becomes more, 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 uh, more viable. And also this is something I'm not proud of myself is I'm a gamer. I, I like to gamify things and, but my average price target, my average price for Doge is two cents. So it's like selling my Doge when it's when I've done so well to get in so early. I I, I know it probably doesn't even make sense logically. But, but this it, isn't a conversation about any security in particular. This is a conversation about your approach to securities. And like that is kind of a poor person mentality. It's just like you need this one thing to turn out because you need it for a successful life. It's just like... You can be a millionaire just by being the best best version of Matt Backus. You don't need the market to do it for you. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm not. I don't think Doge is going to make me a millionaire by any means. You but... just said it <laughs> within three minutes. No, GameStop's going to make me a millionaire. Oh, okay. Doge sorry, might not. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't get don't get my words. Don't twist my words. AMC is going to make me some money. GameStop's going to make me a millionaire, and then Dogecoin's going to pay my taxes. I would run from. All three of those, but <laughs> you know that—that that is me running to your sleep number bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, get my purple sheets. Um, I hear purple sheets are great. We have a there's amazing word of mouth on the purple sheets. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never say a bad word about them. I've touched them. I've never slept on them, but I've felt them. And ooh, baby, are they smooth? Uh, again, not an ad. We we don't have any ads on this podcast. Um. No, Coinbase, you heard the noise, the, the noise, the news. Coinbase is accepting Doge in a couple weeks. Oh, I heard the Noid was back. That's yeah. also true. He's also back, which is crazy because that's about time he got. <laughs> remember that guy killed those people? I don't remember that story. I've seen it referenced, but I, I have to say I was not hor- I was not terribly familiar with it. It was the it's like the Pizzagate of the 80s or whatever. Or the Noid, he, the man was like took these people hostage in a dominoes because he said the Noid was telling him to kill people or something. Was the Noid doing that? Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, as soon as that happened, they were like, we're not doing the Noid anymore. And now the Noid's back. So, uh Oh, well, welcome back Noid. And just <laughs> in, in the, in the hit, in, in the history of, <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> I didn't realize this, but, I do come, my second cousin, like a lot, they founded Domino's Pizza. I've never seen a, a dollar of that money because they're very Catholic. Uh-huh. And they sold the company, they sold all their assets to start a Catholic university. And that happened right around the Noid thing. Mm, well, maybe the Noid is the reason that that happened. I mean, they do say avoid the Noid and um, avoid the Noid when he's speaking into your ears from your own brain. Yeah, exactly. Hard to inv- hard to avoid him. The only way to avoid him is to get him out of your brain. Um, you, you you're kind of annoyed, like actually. Uh, what is that? How is that? How do you figure? You're built the most like the Noid of any of our friends. <laughs> I think I'm I'm taller than the Noid. And yeah, but the were... Noid the Noid is lean. Oh yeah, he's a I'm a lean. Yeah, the, the Noid is an, has a nat- natural rock climbing frame, just as <laughs> I have told you for years. That's true. See, is Matt, that funny? Matt never listened to my advice. You see that? I told him to rock climb forever. He had to have a girl take him. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's funny because I do think about that a lot. Like for years before I even met my girlfriend, you were like, you should rock climb. You'd be good at it. You would like it. And now I do it three times a week. And Nobody listens to me. 
And all it took was a woman to be like, you could be good at this. I'd be like, yes, I could be good at this. <laughs> I got to be like Bugs Bunny, put on a, a dress <laughs> and, and some lipstick, give my friends advice about their life. Yeah, oh, yeah. you should you should sell your doge hat to, during the monologue. You should take rock climbing classes right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just that, the, the wolf guy whose eyes pop out of his head. Yeah, 100. <laughs> and you are because Wall Street, given your success, just like that wolf, you are easy to predict. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my tongue will be rolling across the table any minute now. Oh, man. Um. All right. Well, I feel like this went quickly. I don't know for I don't even know how long we've been going for. We've been going for 36 minutes. Do you want to have anything else to wrap up with? Um, no, life is good. I wanted to do a, those are the things I wanted to talk about. I like sleep number bed. I am excited about my new ventures. I've learned them some things in the past couple months about, you know, how the world really operates. And it is a wild world out there. Um, all right. Well, I love that. Um, sleep number is currently trading at one ten ninety six. Uh, they are, uh, up, uh, 281% over the past year. Um, over the five years, yeah. Yeah, sleep number, I'm liking this. Just from what I'm glancing at here, I do I do like. Um, I will say you have that wreck, and I have a wreck of my own. It is, let me ask Is it? You. It's this coin. It's based on a meme. You got... Uh, no, I will not ever... Uh, what's a, the, what's the crypto that um, the BitTorrent guys are putting out? Oh, I don't know. Because they have a really loyal user base based on like the product they've delivered for years. And oh, I... fuck. Yo, you're, you know what? That's crazy. I saw on on Reddit, I saw, yeah, that is something that I think would be, that should be looked into. I think that could be big because those BitTorrent, the BitTorrent stuff is huge. They have, like you said, a very loyal user base. And I saw something about them like three months ago about like get pre early access to the coin and it was too uh it was too hard hard for me to get into i couldn't figure it out but that is definitely something that's worth i think could be uh could be uh something worth looking into for sure yeah it's there's only there's a limited supply 900 billion tokens they are distributed now i think BitTorrent price and they're less than a penny so yeah not bad it's kind of where doge was yeah i don't think that's a bad play at all um i think that's definitely worth looking into uh yeah i think uh also the one i was looking at is uh minor co um is a uh yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not surprised you're looking into a miner you creep yeah i, I love miners i mean the helmets i like the helmets and i like their pickaxes um uh yeah i it's a uh it's a magic mushroom company, and I saw this, and I hate to, you know, I'm, I'm a bit, we're big Shark Tank guys, you and I. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy, what's the guy? Mr. Wonderful. What's his real name? Um, Paul? No, that ain't it. Uh, Brett? No, that ain't Larry? it. Larry? Uh, I don't know. Either way, this dude is a huge investor in that company, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but... Um, there's a there's a it's mine i think is their their ticker and uh it's i don't know i just think there's more i think there's we've talked about i don't want to go off a whole rant we're wrapping up but there was a whole thing about medical marijuana stocks and i think there's still value there but i think there's more value in uh, medicinal mushrooms um stocks because i think that has a more wider reaching uh use than maybe medical marijuana to a degree in that it, 
it can help. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just think that that's my recommendation. Mindcore, uh, Minerco. Look up, look up, look into them. Not a not a not financial advice. Just a company I think should be looked into. But I mean that's still speculative because if you still approach marijuana on like an ETF level. You know, it's only legal in a handful of the places that will, it will eventually be legal. So that market's yes. going to blow, blow, blow up. And, yeah, that, and who knows when that'll be, though, but it could be worth it. I, I do, but I'm not legally allowed to say. <laughs> hey All right. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Check out our Patreon. Check out me. I'm going to be at uh, next week. Um, unless we record earlier in the week, I'm going to be out next week. I'm uh, doing the Idaho Comedy Festival in Boise, Idaho. So come see me in Boise. Um, who knows how it'll be? A bunch of Mormons out there. We'll see how that is. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for me. All right. Peace, my friend. Goodbye. <laughs>